0: This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of syndactyly from the hand section on orthobullets.com. Syndactyly is the most common congenital malformation of the limb. As far as the epidemiology, this is seen in 1 in 2000 to 2500 live births. As far as the demographics, syndactyly is seen more commonly in males than females and Caucasians more commonly than African Americans. As far as ray involvement occur in the long ring finger, 30% in the ring small finger, 15% in the index long finger, and 5% in the thumb index finger. As far as the pathophysiology, syndactyly is secondary to failure of apoptosis to separate the digits. As far as the genetics, it is autosomal dominant in cases of pure syndactyly. However, keep in mind that there is reduced penetrance and variable expression and there is a positive family history in 10 to 40% of cases. Associated conditions include acro in which digits fuse distally and the proximal digit has fenestrations, for example, in the setting of constriction ring syndrome. Other associated conditions may include Poland syndrome, Apert syndrome, and Carpenter syndrome, otherwise known as acrocephalopolysyndactyly. The classification of syndactyly is divided into simple, complex complicated, and complete versus incomplete. In a simple type of syndactyly, there is only soft tissue involvement and no bony connections. In a complex syndactyly type, there is side-to-side fusion of adjacent phalanges. In a complicated type of syndactyly, there are accessory phalanges or abnormal bones involved in the fusion. Finally, with respect to complete versus incomplete, in a complete syndactyly, the skin extends to the fingertips. With incomplete, the skin does not extend to the fingertips. Treatment of syndactyly is operative, and specifically a digit release. This is indicated to be performed for syndactyly at approximately one year of age. It's also indicated for acro and this is performed in the neonatal period. As far as the surgical technique of a digit release, if multiple digits are involved, perform the procedure in two stages. So do one side of a finger at a time, to avoid compromising the vasculature. Next, you will release the digits with significant length differences first to avoid growth disturbances. So you will release the border digits first, such as the ring little and thumb index, at less than six months because of differential growth rates between the ring little and between the thumb index digits. Middle ring syndactyly can be released later, like two years old, as because middle and ring digits have similar growth rates. Therefore, if you have syndactyly involving the index, middle, ring, and small digits, release the index, middle, and ring small first, and leave the central syndactyly, that is middle, ring, for 6 months later. Make sure to do all the releases before school age. As far as bilateral hand releases, perform simultaneously if the child is less than 18 months as they are less active at this age, however perform staged if the child is greater than 18 months as they are more active and is hard to immobilize bilateral limbs simultaneously. A digit release typically involves interdigitating zigzag flaps, which are created during the release to avoid longitudinal scarring. Dorsal fasciocutaneous flaps are used to reconstruct the web. And finally, use only absorbable sutures, specifically 5-0 chromic cat gut, which have less inflammation. Surgical complications can include web creep and nail deformities. Web creep is the most common complication of surgical treatment and is seen in 8-60% to of cases. As far as causes, early web creep is most commonly caused by necrosis of the tip of the dorsal quadrilateral flap and loss of full thickness skin graft placed in the web. Late creep is seen in adolescence and is caused by discrepant growth between scar skin graft and surrounding tissue during the growth spurt. Treatment involves reconstructing the web space with local skin flaps. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one quick question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A child presents to the office with syndactyly. Following surgical treatment, the most common complication involves which of the following? And the choices are one, nail plate, two, nail bed, three, web commissure, four, radial digital nerve, and five, radial digital artery. the correct answer to this question is three, web commissure. So web creep is the most common complication of this procedure and is the distal migration of the web commissure seen in surgically corrected syndactyly patients. It is caused by abnormal scar tissue formation and increasing growth of the underlying osseous structures. Informing parents of this complication preoperatively is advised. Dienk et al. reviewed the long-term results of 27 patients treated with either split-thickness skin graft or full-thickness skin graft at 21 years. The split-thickness skin graft group had increased flexion and extension lags but decreased finger abduction and increased graft breakdown. The full-thickness skin graft had higher rates of web creep, hyperpigmentation, and hair presence. The authors did not favor one technique over the other. Richterman et al. performed a radiographic analysis of web height in children. They were able to radiographically determine a standard web height quantification system using anatomic landmarks. This technique serves as the foundation for measuring web creep in syndactyly. That's all for this review about syndactyly. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education.